windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Tuesday afternoon, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Sandos, and the sidekick. ETSU men's hoop will be in action tonight against the Eagles of Georgia Southern, former Southern Conference Bowl, a game in which last year ETSU won by about 20, give or take, and Georgia Southern looking for a little bit of revenge tonight in Hanner Fieldhouse, and I'll be up in the Eagles' nest, the Crow's nest, if you will, sort of like Duke, they have you as high up as humanly possible, nowhere near the court. That'll be fine. Have a good look down on what will be, uh, I think, safe to say, a high-scoring affair. Jay Sanders, Mike Gallagher, Sanders sidekick. Mike, this is a team where we know ETSU can put up a lot of points, but certainly Georgia Southern, that's been their calling card this year. Yeah, they're averaging like 103 a game or something like that. Now, we have to remember that 139 of those came against something called Carver College. I'm not quite sure what that is, but George Mason, they put up 98. Florida Atlantic, 80. Pepperdine, 88. Montana, 80. Now, unsure about the availability of Quan Jackson. He played the first game down in the Islands of Bahama Showcase, which Georgia Southern did win. Did not play the ensuing two games. He was averaging 21-7 and seven in those first three contests before he went out with either an injury or, or whatever the case may be. Haven't been able to find out a ton of information. I'm sure you being the intrepid reporting force that you are will be able to gather some information before uh, the game does begin. Now, kind of an interesting thing in some symmetry between North Dakota State, who ETSU beat 79-61 to on Saturday before the ETSU football matchup had all that on the Buccaneer Sports Network. North Dakota State had Gonzaga last night so two days after playing ETSU they had Gonzaga and Georgia Southern has Arizona on Thursday so I'm not sure again and I I was kind of chattering at the end of the game just you know to myself whatever and um, as we were winding time down the game was pretty much decided was wandering aloud over the air you know you think that maybe NDSU in that game against the Bucs put maybe a little bit more emphasis on that game because Gonzaga is going to be pretty unmanageable for North Dakota State, and uh, Brooke Savage turned around. He was sit, sit, you know, seated right next to me, a couple feet away. He turned around and just gave me the big eyes, big, and the head nod, like that's exactly the case. And so I think the Bucks were really happy to get that victory. Uh, it's kind of the reverse of what the conventional thinking maybe is, that when you've got a big game coming up, you look past the opponent. But I think that's only if you know that you have a chance to win the next big game. I'm not sure that Georgia Southern will feel they have a, a, a massive chance against Arizona. NDSU, I'm quite sure, uh, feels that you know, they'd never tell you this, but the writing's probably on the wall heading into that game against Gonzaga as it was last night. I mean, you'd have to play, and for any team, any, any team yeah. would have to play such a clean, uh, exceptional, over-your-head type game to upset one of one of those teams, right? We've we've seen, uh, you know, ETSU had a chance against top-team team 
and Xavier. And Xavier's sort of made a name for itself, but Xavier still doesn't even have the pedigree that Gonzaga has. No. Doesn't have number one seed in the tournament lately. Hasn't been to Final Four lately. I mean, so you're talking about and, and a Gonzaga team that just beat what was once thought the most unbeatable team in the country in Duke in Maui in a neutral site game. So certainly you could say that, you know, it's an uphill climb. And I think they did feel like it would be a good mid-major win, right? It'd be a, certainly a good resume uh, when people start looking at RPI. Well, who did you beat? Well, ETSU's probably going to win a lot of games. And I'm sure North Dakota State's like, hey, if we win our league and ETSU, who's playing some pretty good teams, if they continue to win, that's just going to help us. And maybe we get a, a 13 or a 12 seed as opposed to maybe a 15 seed. And so uh, that's sort of the topic of conversation. When you look at uh, that league, you look at, our league, it's a situation where there's one team in it, so how does the league do well right now? But the Southern Conference are racking up a Doing lot great, of good yeah. wins, and so that's going to elevate the RPI of the conference. It's going to elevate some RPI, but that's not going to get Furman, Wofford, UNCG, or ETSU an at-large bid, no. but it would elevate those guys where they get a chance to maybe be a 12 seed and play a 5-12 game. Worst case, maybe a 4-13, and you never know. Maybe they sneak in that 11 line. Now, an interesting case study right now would be Furman. Do you feel like if they go, say, you know, what, what would it be, 14-2, and two, or I can't remember how many games are, are in conference, but say they lose one or two conference games, losing the championship of the Southern Conference final with the non-conference wins they have, you feel like they may have a shot to get in that large? No, and, and I, I don't think so at all. And, and I hate to say it, but I just – uh, the rest of the league won't. I mean, last year w was the first sign of the big boys just saying, we're making up new calculations to phase you guys out with mm. the quadrants and the new, what is that, BPI, whatever that new yeah. index is. Um, I mean, they're doing all of that to basically discount when teams like Furman and ETSU could get a high enough RPI that people would have to really, uh, okay, fine, we got to put them in. Now they've come up with a different thing and basically saying, well, the RPI is one of the factors, but it's clearly not going to be a, a big a factor anymore. So they keep tweaking the system so that ETSU and, and Furman's can't get in. Not just them. There were only, I think, three non – really they call them, what, Power 7, I, I think it is. Right? When you say it, I know the, the Power 5 in football, but did yeah. you add in, obviously, uh, a couple other leagues. And, and, and I think people even really take out West Coast Conference because – Gonzaga's always going to be in, and then St. Mary's has been sneaking in there, yeah. right? You got a little bit of that, the A-10. And so you got about nine conferences that really get uh, guaranteed a couple of slots. And the rest of that, there were only three. There were only three other at-large bids out of almost 20 other leagues. And, and that's just crazy that it's that way, but that's just the, the, the money game is what it is. ETSU's RPI heading into that game against North Dakota State was 158. Conference RPI, the SoCon is 10th right now. I think that's a big win right now for the league considering the fact that, you know, I think when you get to conference play, obviously your RPI is going to kind of lag a bit because you're only playing each other. But what I'm interested to see tonight, Jay, is – You've got the mid-major poll that we're going to go over a bit later in the show. And when we do so, uh, you'll see, and we're going to go over the College Insider one. There's also one on mid-major madness, but uh, the College Insider one uh, is, for our purposes of this argument, the perfect one to use right now because Georgia State, who ETSU lost to three weeks ago to the day after having that game kind of right where they wanted it, ended up losing by six. Uh, they're ranked number 16 in that mid-major poll. Uh, Georgia Southern is ranked number 17, and you're playing them exactly three weeks later. So 
How have you progressed in those three weeks? This will be a very good measuring stick, especially in the fact that you had Georgia State on the ropes before they closed the game on a nice little run and took the victory. With Georgia Southern perhaps missing Quan Jackson, as we talked about, and, and the Bucks having to, I'm sure, start feeling pretty good about themselves. Four straight victories, and that NDSU one, I, I'm guessing that Coach Forbes and company were expecting that to be a victory. They probably went into the game saying, look, we got to win this one. This is one we should win. North Dakota State doesn't have the uh, Lawrence Alexanders, the Taylor Bronze, the Ben Woodsides. They're not going to be a tournament team more likely than not. Uh, South Dakota State is the class of that Summit League with Mike Dom, and uh, you know, there's a few other teams that probably slot in above North Dakota State if we're looking preseason. But this should be a very good teller tonight of where the Bucks are now compared to where they were. And that's especially important because their next game after Georgia Southern is a conference matchup at the best shooter in the nation in Wofford. Yeah, and it's so tough. And, and I heard your pregame Saturday with Coach Forbes where you kind of uh, alluded to that. Was there, was there any more? And, and it's tough because it's December 1st, so it's hard to <laughs> – put a lot of emphasis on, hey, this December 1st game, and then get back into some non-conference and then jump back into conference play. I think it is on the 29th against Furman. So the Bucks are going to play two of the top four teams, including themselves. There, there's three of the top four right there in a little round robin uh, that's going to happen before uh, you get into the full slate of everything. So you can get a little bit ahead, right? You're going to have a nice little break of 28 days to say you're alone uh, tied atop of the conference in the standings, or you go look at the other way and go, well, we're a game back of everybody at this point in time. So, you know, you look at the schedule and you go, okay, a lot of coaches will tell you, look, if you can win all your home games, right, and, and in this scenario that's nine of them, and they say if you can go above 500, so that's, that's five and four, right? You had a great shot to be in position. Um, to win the league or, or, you know, and if you happen to maybe only lose two instead of four, then you're, you're probably looking at a conference championship. But looking at the conference standings the last couple of years, two losses would get you the conference championship. But certainly three of the toughest games are going to be at Wofford, at Furman, and then at UNCG. And no disrespect to all the other schools yet, but Sanford I know is off to a great start. So uh, Mercer's been playing well as of late, but we'll see how they sh shape up uh, once the league play and the grind of that starts, starts to kick out. So I think getting to play uh, a road game against a, a similar type opponent, the Georgia State was a good one just to kick off the year. This Georgia Southern team will be a good matchup because it, it they'll play a lot more uh, and really play f faster uh, than, than UNCG or Furman would play but they're not quite Citadel. So it kind of gets them in there. Um, I don't quite have the inside game that Wofford would have with Cam Jackson uh, and some other guys down there, but I do think this would be a good test uh, against some talented scorers and for the guards to kind of get ready for when you play UNCG where they got all those shooters where they play firm and they're knocking down all the threes. And, and even Wofford and Fletcher McGee, right? I mean, again, the big difference is the rebounding, but that's been the strength of ETSU so far, and who would have thought that coming in? Yeah, and Georgia Southern's plus six on the boards this year, but again, as you said, ETSU is rebounding with the best in the nation right now. One thing to watch, Georgia Southern shooting just 28% behind the arc and it tells you just how good they've been from two and the fact that they're shooting 58 percent as a team on the whole including three pointers it's 180 of 309 uh, in field goals and then from three it's 23 of 82 you probably think jay just looking at their schedule the best team on it so far was that montana team they're reigning big sky champions they're projected again to win the big sky beat them 80 to 77 in that islands of bahamas showcase final otherwise george mason florida atlantic Pepperdine. George Mason, I know people got the name recognition because they made that run, but this is not the George Mason team that did that so many years ago. No, and Pepperdine's trying to trying to fight back into relevancy, too. 
Um, and so we'll, we'll just have to, to see where they play out. Florida Atlantic's just been down the last couple of years. So I, th I think the best – I mean, the best win by far is 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 Montana, and uh, you know they they really set the schedule to where they're not playing, uh, you know, any big boys yet, you know, in uh, money games, and yeah. they, they thought, hey, let's let's try to play, and and there's there's lots of reasons for that. Sometimes if you think you've got a young team and you don't really want to do that, and you want to get some games under your belt before that, there's also a, a thought. Uh, for some Sun Belt teams, that, hey, if I can just rack up enough wins, you never know. You know, if we get to that 28, 29, 30 win, is that enough to 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 look at people and go, look, why are why can we not be in with that, right? Yeah. So, you you never really know what exactly uh, the thought process can be. You know, you see Brittany, don't she's who who won a conference championship? Fine, we'll play you, right? And so, and her theory is, if we play all these games now, it's going to reap the benefits later. Uh, you know, Coach Ford wanted to go play Creighton and also needed the money to try to buy some home games, you know. So there's, so there's a lot of different thought process and scheduling and, and what they went. But right now Georgia Southern hasn't played the, the caliber team so far that ETSU has. Now, again, confidence level and everything, Georgia Southern's riding high. You never know how that how that plays into the effect in tonight's game. But I think certainly ETSU will be tested to try to make sure that they don't get sucked into the tempo of Georgia Southern. And although the Bucks do want to score and they can score, they certainly want to do it in the style and way that the offense allows. And if Georgia Southern's jacking up shots every 12, 14 seconds, sometimes it's easy for a team to come down there and try to match, especially hit a few early. You know, but we should uh, have learned uh, from ETSU and what they should have taken is, hey, they got off to a bad start at against Sam Houston State and just continued to grind away and eventually came up with a, a double-digit win. Your favorite basketball player to announce, Tukey Brown, led Georgia Southern in scoring against Montana, 22 points, five in double figures. They're going to keep the rotation pretty tight if they indeed do not have Quan Jackson. Uh, six players played 21 minutes or more, and then only three or two other players played at all. They just played eight, so should be an interesting game tonight. It looks like you're going to leave me uh, to fly solo on the rest of the show. Is that correct? Yeah, you're going to have to yeah. do the rest of the show, but that's yeah, all right. Okay. You can recap women's hoop last yeah. night against South Alabama. Yeah. Angry man will carry a part that's of the true. show. That's and true. Uh, Trey, we'll we'll see uh, we'll we'll see which teams he loves. We know in college football he loves everybody. Yep. Does he love everybody in college? I guess to you, he loves Tukey Brown. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love Tukey Brown? Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, buddy. See. Okay, uh, we'll be back with ETSU women's basketball talk, and then Angry Man, and we will do all of that next on Tennis and the Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Congrats, you made it <laughs> through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, <laughs> and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed Bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Make your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. 
If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos and the sidekick. My name is Mike Gallagher. Jay Sandos departs, heading down to Georgia Southern. The game tonight for ETSU men's basketball and should be a good one. We're going to talk more about it in the Top 25 segment. Mid-major Top 25 is coming up at the end of the show. Trey Adams will come in and join me. He is down in studio. We are in the dome, the lovely dome. that is now, by the way, outfitted for a practice facility for ETSU football. Let me tell you, the turf looks great. The entire place smells like paint fumes right now. I'm kind of worried about that for my own health and others around me, but I think that's probably only temporary, and everything will end up being all right. This segment, we talk ETSU women's basketball, and uh, they made it tight against South Alabama last night, projected to finish sixth in the Sunbelt Conference. ETSU, of course, already losing to Troy earlier this year, who was projected second in the Sunbelt, and both those games very close. ETSU was down three against Troy before the Trojans finished on a 15 to nothing run to end that game. Last night against South Alabama, the Jaguars jumped out to a nine-point lead in even second quarter, so it was a nine-point advantage going to the second half for South Alabama, and ETSU started to close the gap. They had it down to four. They had it down to two. They had it down to one even with 7.30 to go. Went on a nice run out of the locker room. But after getting it to one and then eventually taking the lead in the middle of the third quarter, it would be South Alabama who would close that third quarter on a 7-2 to two run. And from there, it really didn't get better for the Bucks as South Alabama stretched it to 12. And they kept it right around that for most of the rest of the game. ETSU only making it a 7-point game with a Micah Sheets three-pointer with nine seconds to go. That's what cut it to 
the eventual seven-point final, 81-74. to Raven Dean and Erica Haynes-Overton were magnificent last night. Combined 16 of 33 from the field. Raven Dean, 3 of 8 from outside, 5 of 6 from the line. She had 20 points, 5 rebounds, couple of assists, couple of steals. She, I think, in the early stages of this season, and we've called for it really for uh, a number of weeks, and even into last year, you can say a, a full year for Raven Dean to be that number two. Now, of course, last year it wasn't needed. You still had Tiana Tarter, and then Erica Haynes-Overton emerged as she did, but with Tarter gone, that second spot is wide open for any buck to take over, and Raven Dean has seemed to be the one that's wanted it most early on. She's averaging 10 points a game four rebounds and about two or so assists and as we said you know a couple steals couple blocks here and there so Raven Dean second on the team in scoring to Erica Haynes Overton on the season and last night as well 25 points for Erica seven steals she has continued to be one of the top pickpockets in the nation she's up to now let's see 32 steals on the season in those eight games. So four steals a game. That's right about what she averaged in her first season at ETSU. Uh, six of 16 from the field for Raven Dean. Ten of 17 for Erica Haynes-Overton. So especially from two, she was fantastic. Went one of five from beyond the arc. Still working on that three-point shot. But that means from inside the uh, the arc, she was nine of 12. Four of seven from the free throw line. Again, this team is really struggling to shoot the ball from the stripe. 13 of 25 last night. Entered the game against South Alabama, shooting 59% on what should be the easiest shot in basketball, right? But ETSU struggling from the line. If they can convert more of those, that'll go a long way towards getting their first victory because they did fall to 0-8 last night with that defeat outside of Raven Dean and Erica Haynes-Overton, who we mentioned had seven steals, also had a couple of rebounds and three assists. The rest of the team was just 12 of 32. Micah Sheets, who did not start the contest, she came in as a spark plug off the bench. She did well, three of five, one of two from outside the arc, five rebounds, three assists, also had eight points. She was third on the team in scoring. The rest of the starters, Kaya Upton, Brittany Stone, Sedasia Tips, four, six, and six points combined, but seven of 22 shooting the ball. So again, you've got Dean, you've got Haynes Overton, and now if Dean's established as that number two, who's going to step up and be the number three? It's just kind of a trickle-down trickle effect. ETSU 34, excuse me, 34 rebounds to 33 for South Alabama, who were red hot shooting the ball the entire night, 56%. They were 31 of 55 from the floor, 11 of 21 from outside, and 8 of 12 from the free throw line, 20 assists on 31 field goals, where ETSU had just 12 on 28. So really doing a great job of sharing the basketball with the Jaguars, and ETSU uh, not so much in that category. And what Brittany Azell has told us throughout the early portions of the season We've had the broadcast on the Buccaneer Sports Network of the Radford and the Troy games is that you get down to the end of the game, and I'm not sure so much this was the case last night because the Jaguars in the fourth quarter after going on that run at the end of the third had the game pretty well in hand. I wouldn't say that those last seven or eight minutes really decided it, but when you get down to the end of the game, when you start to be in close contests in the second half, a lot of players start to try and play hero ball, and maybe that's because there's not a defined pecking order per se, on this team, though Erica Haynes-Overton, you'd think, has done enough to be the one to get the ball in big spots. But then if she starts to kind of go her own way and try and take control, then the defense is key on her. And then who's going to step up? Is it just a free-for-all of people trying to jump in to do so? So Brittany Azell said it. 
with hero ball playing a factor late in games that ETSU has not come out on the right end of. Troy and Radford come to mind specifically, uh, hoping to get their first win on Thursday as the Bucks move on from that game against South Alabama. Uh, remember, they were coming off the Vancouver Showcase and I'm sure just extremely weary when you got to the second half of that game last night as well. You lose to South Carolina, lose to Western Kentucky, lose to Rutgers on back-to-back-to-back days up in Vancouver Thursday through Saturday. Then have to fly. I don't know what the flight time is. Can't be any less than five or six hours from the northwest uh, portion of the continent, really, Vancouver, um, up above Washington all the way down to, what, about five or six hours south of here. That is a cross-country trip, if I've ever heard of one. So maybe not only the fact that there's a little bit of hero ball going on for the Bucks late in games, but also maybe they just hit a wall. Uh, that's a ton of travel in a five-day span Thursday to Monday, and I'm sure a bit demoralized at this point, having lost the first eight games of the season. Good chance to get victory number one on Thursday. Appalachian State is projected ninth in their conference, so ETSU going against App State, looking for a better result than they've had early on in the season, and we're going to talk everyone off the ledge here. I mean, optimism reigns supreme at the Buccaneer Sports Network more often than not. The conference season is still, let's see, uh, six weeks away. You know, we don't have any conference games until January 12th. That's when it really matters. We've talked about it on this show before. The odds of an at-large team, and even earlier in this show, uh, when Jay Sandos was, was with me, talking about a Furman team on the men's side that has started the season blazing hot and has beaten a Villanova, beaten uh, Loyola. Uh, are they an at-large team? And Jay Sandos said, no, uh, there's, there's no chance. And so if they're not going to be an at-large team, then – Forget it for the rest of the men's teams. Forget it for the rest of the women's teams because generally, and I'm lumping in both sides of Southern Conference basketball simply because one-bid leagues are a thing out of the SOCON. And if you see a start like that and knowing that a one-bid league for the SOCON is going to be the way it is for women's or men's, if you see a start like Furman and they're not going to be an at-large, then throw it out the window for pretty much anyone because there's not going to be a better non-conference performance this season than what Furman was able to do. So still, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more games. We're halfway through the non-conference season. App State, Houston, Liberty, UNC, Asheville, North Carolina A&T, Duquesne, then Tennessee, of course, the big one on December 21st and on December 29th before two full weeks off. It's High Point, ETSU and High Point in Johnson City at uh, Brooks Gym for Brittany Azell and company. So a long way to go in this non-conference season. Plenty of time to get right before that SOCON year does come around. And then it's a six-week sprint to the finish before the Southern Conference Tournament starts March 7th and concludes on Sunday the 10th with that automatic bid to the NCAA tournament on the line. I'm sure it doesn't feel good early in the season, but at least there's some solace in knowing that you don't have to win games yet. You want to win games, without a doubt, but the wins really need to start coming uh, on January 12th when ETSU heads to Chattanooga and tries to continue their uh, run of hot play against the Mox after not beating them since, I believe it was 2011. Last year had a tremendous amount of success against the Mox and hoping to do the same again this year. That would be a bang to start the conference year. Okay, that is ETSU women's basketball. When we are back, it is angry man it's everything etsu today we're talking mid-major poll in the last segment of our broadcast here today on the buccaneer sports network just now talked etsu women's basketball previewed etsu men's basketball in georgia southern in the first segment of the show now we step away and we have a cathartic segment angry man helps us release our rage all over the airwaves this is sandos and the sidekick on the buccaneer sports network 
Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wildwind Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Yo, can I get a w- ah! Hey, 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 it is ticked off Tuesday. It is one of our favorite segments, as long as we can make it through it alive. So far, so good. I think we're on number, geez, 10 or 11, and we didn't do the show last week. So, without Jay Sandoz here, he escapes the wrath of Angry Man this week. We have two weeks of pent-up rage, aggression. There's a holiday involved. There's travel involved. So, I can only imagine, Angry Man, that you are fuming. Sidekick, what's up, man? 
How you doing? Oh, not too bad. You really? know, it was a holiday. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Nice. You know, you get to lay around, watch some football, eat a lot of food, turkey, yeah. potato stuffing and everything. What a great holiday. To add to that, the Bears won three NFC North victories in 12 days. The Bucks coming off their historic season, making the FCS playoffs for the first time in 22 years. It wasn't the outcome we wanted, but what a great showing for them down in Jacksonville, Alabama. Something that that senior class uh, laid the foundation for, and the rest of the guys can now build off that. So things were great. You know, great holiday, great sports for me, and it's got to love it. I'm waiting for the... The climax here, you fooled me, I think. I think you're doing – something weird is going on. I'm not sure. Is there something else after this, or is that it? Like, that's it? What's there to be mad about, you know, other than we're Sandos? Yeah, that, well, the last couple of shows now, and I, I know there's not two people to lob angry questions at you. Now, as long as we're on the happy kick, because I want to milk all of this, you know, segment that's happy out of it that I can – your favorite Thanksgiving dish. There's so many to choose from. You got to give me one. If you had a bracket of Thanksgiving dishes, if Thanksgiving dishes were in a steel cage match, who comes out victorious in Angry Man's mind? I'm a big cheesy potato fan. Yes. Love them. And, you know, my aunt, she used to make them and she used to have the great topping on them and have that little crunch to it. Oh. Just hot, cheesy potatoes. <laughs> and you mix that together with some turkey and. I would even mix together the hot, cheesy potatoes with mashed potatoes and just have everything come together and mix it all into one. It was just a great meal. And then, then you get the nice hot roll to mop up all the juice and gravy and everything left on your plate. And it was a great way to end that Thanksgiving meal. I'm trying to figure out what I can do to make you angry because this segment is ticked off Tuesday. You're angry man, but you're not angry. What if I like started making fun of your glasses or, or your or your beard or your your stupid sweatshirt or dumb pants? Can I do any of those things to make you angry? What's wrong with what I'm wearing? What I look like? Now we're talking. What I actually I love my beard. <laughs> what I actually have this week for you, angry man, is 31 things that make the typical person insanely angry that should not. And Ooh. rightfully, this is from Cracked.com, which I think is the what? perfect website for this segment because because clearly Angry Man has cracked a few times at the seams already. How often do you visit Cracked.com? This is actually one of the first times, believe okay, it or not. Good. Yeah, one of the first times. But I thought when I saw the title of the website and the title of the article, it made perfect sense. 31 things. Are you ready? Th I like this. Let's go. I want to see this. Number 31, when you're aiming right at the TV and the remote doesn't work. Oh, gosh. oh, man, that does get me. I hate that so much. When you're just trying to get the volume or you want to quick, just get the quick flashback to change it back to something else you're watching, and then you got to get up off the sofa just so you can hit the little target to make the remote work. Work! If you're in the same room as the TV, it should go. Number 30, when the person in front of you in the express lane has one extra item. Yeah, yeah. Not as much as the remote, though. Not as much as the remote, okay. but that, that I, I'll stand there and count the items in people's carts just to see if they do have 20 <laughs> items or less, and it does get to me a little bit. I will be honest with you. Not as much as the remote. Though. Now, see, what makes me madder than the one item is when they've 
obviously completely eschewed the rules, and they've got like 23 things instead of the 10. Yes, and when, when they go overboard, that's when you got to stand up and be like, go to the normal lane. A clear lack of respect for the rules. Exactly. Number, number 29, instead of opening the bag of chips perfectly, you end up making a huge rip that extends down the side of the <laughs> yes. bag. Oh, that happens, and then it goes everywhere. <laughs> so you lose half the bag. You can't enjoy it all. And you're like, what just happened? And you got to eat it because otherwise you can't clamp it and save it for later because it's all torn to pieces. Number 28 is one you're familiar with. The 24-hour pay at the pump. And then when you try to pay, it says, please see cashier. Oh, we talked about that one. (laughs) Man, this is great. Everything I bring to the tables on this website. Uh, This one I'm not sure I've thought of before. Maybe you have takes on it. Number 27, people who leave big gaps in a line. Scoot up. Big gaps in a line. So, like, in a say, a grocery store, you're in line, and there's, like, five or six people, but there's huge gaps. And so then you're in the middle of everybody trying to walk behind you. And, it, yeah. Well, I, I'll add to this. Now, the, only, the one thing I was thinking about is if you're at a, a red light and there's people that leave a big gap, you'll love this. Now, because this is typical angry man. Okay. I love leaving the big gap. To tick people off because they want you to move up, and I do it on purpose, so I love it. So you preemptively make sure that you are one of the people that this article is about. Yes. Incredible. Uh, Number 26, the little dots that people leave on whiteboards after they fail to clean them. Now, this is maybe an article from 2011 because whiteboards aren't so much a thing anymore, but certainly I've looked up at one before and been like, boy, I want to go clean that. That does get me uh, frustrated and mad because – it is a whiteboard, and clean it off. If you're going to write on it, if you're going to do your job, do your job to finish it off and clean it down when you're done so the other people don't have to work and scrub to clean off your mess. You leave it on there for so long, it's permanently stained. So clean it off when you're done, people. I would say on a scale of one to ticked off, right now number 31 is your most ticked off. Right now, that remote, that happens to me a lot, and it gets me going. Number 25, when you let people go and they take their time crossing the street. Wow, this is another one we've already talked about. We talked about this. You have a job. Get through the crosswalk. I will wait for you for a little bit, but if you're going to take your time, I'm going to go before you, and don't get mad at me. When you're watching a video compilation, and with every clip, the volume changes drastically. Angry man, oh. you're, you're in you're in media, and so you have to deal oh. with this a decent amount. So you have to keep adjusting the volume the entire time when the clip changes. That is frustrating, and you're trying to you got it so loud because you can't hear it that all of a sudden it changes, so it spikes up, and you're like, ah, I can't hear. Fix the volume so it's consistent the whole time out. It's n- it's not hard to do either, people. I'm in media also. It's really I and I'm not extremely prolific in the video department, but it is not difficult. Just take the extra time. Thank you. Number twenty three, and I think that this is that we're getting more and more common amongst all individuals. I think as we go along, the way other people pronounce words wrong. And there's a picture right below that says it's coupon, and the guy's like, no, it's coupon. Oh boy, Reese's! <laughs> Come on, and then, you know, and in my line of work, I have to uh, create pronunciation yes. guides, so you got to get names right. Right, and you sit there with people for five to ten minutes to make sure they can get the name right. It's written out for you to make it easier to read, and they still screw it up, and they screw it up numerous times and say it numerous ways. Get it right if you're going to sit down and try to listen and learn. Read it the right way. Do your prep work and get it right. Now, where do you stand if someone is from a different part of the country and they say something a different way? For instance, one of my professors is from Canada. He says, 
process, and I actually kind of think it's endearing. Uh, you have a little bit more... A little bit yeah. more patience for that. But when, you know, I moved down to the South, and people are like, oh, you sound funny, or you say something <laughs> different. No! It's the way I talk it, and it's the way it is! It just... It, ah! You do sound funny, it's just the anger. It's not the way you say things, it's the anger that makes you sound funny. Number 22, you've been had, angry man. It's not a chocolate chip cookie, it's an oatmeal raisin cookie. What? Raisin cookies that look like chocolate chip, but you bite oh. into one, and it's oatmeal raisin. But that to me I, I is love devastating. I love oh, do you? Raisin. Okay. Yeah, but oh, that I... will get me mad if you were really, oh. really wanting the chocolate chip, and you thought it was chocolate chip, and you bite. But you got to know it. It yeah. looks. You can tell the difference between oatmeal texture and chocolate chip cookie texture. If you can't figure that out, then you shouldn't be eating the cookie. Yeah. At this point, if you're still making that mistake, then your cookie privileges have been revoked. Number yes. twenty-one. Uh, the moment you find out something you love is being remade. So uh, I'm going to use. I don't know why I'm using this example. Uh, the Manchurian Candidate was a movie made from like 1961, or it was like the 50s, 60s. They made a remake with Denzel in the early 2000s. I'm a huge Denzel guy. I'm not sure many people have seen this movie because uh, it flopped major at the box office. But I'm going to go out of my way to see Denzel movies, and that remake I thought was better than the original. But I think their point here is the remake is usually going to be much more terrible. They remade the Hulk in, like, 2001. That one sucked. They came back then in 2011 or 12, doubled down and made a new one. That one ended up being good. But when they remake your favorite things, Angry Man. So, of course, mine's going to be food-related. Sure. What a shock here. <laughs> like, as a kid, I used to love trick cereal. Oh, and love trick. Oh, God, I, the balls. It was the balls. Oh. Yeah. And then they change it and thought they were doing something fancy and cute, and they made it the fruit-shaped flavors, and it was disgusting. <laughs> what are you doing trying to change something that was good? It never works. Keep the good thing right. Don't fix anything that is broken. Number 20, either walk faster or just stop taking up the entire sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. If you're going to just stroll wrong and take up the whole sidewalk – Move! Have respect! Get out of the way! There's one direction going one way, another direction going the other way. It's not your entire sidewalk. Have common sense and courtesy for others. More walking things. When you're walking at a brisk pace and have to slow down for Uh, an automatic door to open. Oh, the automatic door. I thought you were going to say because other people are moving slow. Well, that's it. Or it won't get out. Because if you're walking fast, people know you're coming. Get out of the way. Or add the slow door moving. Come on, fix that. I'm going to skip a couple of these because they're kind of of so-so. 31 things, you're bound to run into a few that are not top-notch. Number 16, a clock ticking in a completely silent room. (laughs) It would have to be a white padded room for me. That's what that would make me feel like. Especially when you're trying to sleep and all you hear is tick-tock, tick. And and you're at like a guest house, so there's nothing you can do about it. And all you want to do is have quiet time to take a nap or go to bed. And all you hear is the clock. It is so frustrating. It gets my blood going. And that is the thing. I don't usually see that as an issue, but when it is so quiet and you hear one thing, it just gets louder. Yes. And louder. Oh, yeah. And louder. For me, uh, for whatever reason, and I feel bad bugging maintenance about this. I live on campus here at ETSU, and so I've there's already a couple things I've had to call them about. It's just like typical stuff with the dorms, you know, but th- my toilet won't stop running. I have no Ooh. idea what the de- what, yeah, what's that's... going on, but it'll be like after all I'll use, it'll be like 10 or 15 minutes where it'll just like slow. It's running. 
It's just running oh, and refilling man. the tank, and it takes forever. And so I've gotten to just closing the door so I don't hear it as much. But, but you still angry hear it. man, you can still but hear you it. Still hear and it. And it gets louder and louder and, that, and louder. That is worse than a ticking clock. It is. Fix it. Uh, toilet paper put on the roll on the wrong side where uh, you have to grab it from the back. Uh-oh. Well, you see, I've never, uh, take here. I, I never understand which way. My wife gets on me and other people got on me before. I never really understand what should be the right. There's there a right way or wrong way. And you know what? Angry man sometimes is just lazy and doesn't even put it on the roll. <laughs> and you just use your hand and unroll it and go. And it's quicker and you can't get anyone upset. Uh, it's for those that aren't aware, it's where you put it on it. You're supposed to put it on where the paper is being released from the front. So over the top rather than underneath, but you, you know, it sounds so, but you know, you know, what gets me more upset is when you go into a stall and they have the huge contraction and you got to try to get your hand up there and pull down. And when you're pulling down, there's only a couple little strips that come off and there's not enough to help wipe. And then you try to keep pulling, and you can't find where it stopped to rip. Why do they make that so frustrating and awkward to use? Number 14, uh, people that laugh at their own jokes. I, I, I love laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> I think I'm a funny guy, and no one else does, but I love laughing at myself. I think you're an jokes. angry guy. I'm not sure how funny of a guy you are. <laughs> uh, number 13, please close your mouth when you chew food. Now, oh. to, to be fair, oh. I have not seen a person in quite some time just be chopping away, and I can see what's going on in there. It seems like as a society, we've come a long way on this. I don't know. You're not sure? Oh, like maybe. And you know what gets me more? People that slurp their soup or milk, or make those noises, Ugh, it gets me going. Like, I can't sit there. And I've known people that get so mad, they have to wear headphones at the table because they can't they can't tolerate the chewing and the sounds. And when, when I get bugged at the kitchen table, that's supposed to be your time to enjoy the meal. And when other people are ruining that, stop and leave the room. It sounds like I'm hanging around the right people and you're hanging around the wrong people, Angry Man. That's I what guess. that sounds like. Number 12, uh... Wow, this is another toilet paper related one. So I'm going to skip it because it's going to make you mad that this website is going after you. It says, how hard is it to put a new roll on where Angry Man does not feel the need to do such things? It's not putting the well, At least I have a roll there. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's a dumb one. When you sharpen your pencil and it breaks off right Ooh, at the edge. This, yeah. is, this article must be from like 1998. That, that do people use old. pencils anymore? Uh, if they do, it probably is the mechanical one. But I still like putting putting the pencil in the sharpener and holding it there and going trying to see the the tip getting sharper and then yeah you pull it out and it breaks. We've entered the top ten and this is maybe modernizing this article a bit. I was only on your website for one minute. I do not want to take a five minute survey. Those are frustrating when all of a sudden in a pop up box. In order to complete our, your visit, you got to answer a couple questions. No, that is not what I came here for. I came here to get something done quick. Quit bugging me with your stupid pop-up ads. Where do you lie on the new school targeting of uh, of ads that go directly at what you've been searching, what you've been, it seems like, talking about? Yes, talking, Look, yeah. I, I swear, and it's happened a couple times, and it happens more and more, really, I think, every month. But lately, a couple times where 
I'm just talking about something that I have not talked about in months. I have not searched on the internet, nothing. And then you go to Facebook or you go to wherever and boom, there it is. And I'm like, they're listening. Is this place mic'd or is my, is my phone microphone on? And in all actuality, yeah, probably it always is. And so it goes in there and you're on a website and, and boom, there it is. But some people terrified by that. Where does Angry Man lie? It is scary. And I, at times it's good. And other times you're like, no, I don't want them to know what I'm talking about or what I'm viewing but. it. I understand it is the world we live in. It could be helpful, but otherwise, respect my privacy and my space, but I know we've given it up already. Number nine, and this would have been me back in Minneapolis when I lived there all the time because I biked everywhere. There's nothing more annoying than sitting in stop traffic and watching a cyclist just glide by right between lanes. You're a jerk. I was that jerk, angry man. Oh, you were, sidekick. <laughs> and you know what I would do? I'd tell the passenger to roll down the window and stick your arm out. And knock you off the bike. Or when you have a motorcyclist, they can, they can do the same thing. No, follow the rules of the road, stay back in your lane, and be safe. Number eight, put a spoiler warning, you piece of human garbage. A spoil. Oh, spoiler warning. Oh, like- uh, well, yeah, but, but, like, come on. Again, you have to go into this. I think some of these, and it's starting to make me mad, Angry Man. Some of these are, you have to be smarter as the person searching the internet. You have to be smarter as the person that's opening the baggage, whatever the case may be. Like, the remote one still gets me. I still yes. think that's number one. The fact that that was 31, that drastically this underrated. List, what are you this doing? list is Come trash. On. We gotta create our own list. Yeah, we'll well, be better than that. Uh, now, Trey Adams, who's the producer back in studio, he's had a task for quite some time, which has been to go back, listen to Angry Man every week, and write down what you've been angry about so we can have our own list. We're going to have to get on him a bit on, more Trey, to do that. Do yeah. your job! That's all it is. Like Randy Sanders says, next man up, and there will be a next man up right behind you if you don't start doing your job, Trey right. Adams. And, of course, we're not going to give him a chance to defend himself because that's just how we go. Uh, wow, number seven is getting a bit risque for this show. You look, you click on intimate apparel once, and it keeps following you around <laughs> the web no matter how many sites you visit. So that is kind of what we were talking about but specifically clicking on something that is you wouldn't be so happy that got out necessarily about you and what you've been searching um i think we've all come across in our professional lives somewhere a co-worker or employee that has done so on a work computer and it's 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 not uh i don't think you or me have personal experience with that but we've heard about it in the office or you know just being at a number of professional stops it's something that happens Again, don't do it. If you don't be want it to smart. follow. Yeah, if you don't do it. Number one, I hope, is just be smarter as the human race or whatever we are. The human whatever. As a human being, be smarter because that you, is going to follow you. Yeah, if you think you could get away with it during work hours on a work computer, yeah. you deserve to be humiliated. I, th- I think that if you are sharing a computer with someone, it, it can be a work computer, personal computer. Like, I am always ultra aware of that because there's always the thought then that even if you know the person even if you're very close with the person i don't want to live in fear thinking when are they going to come across it that's going to be on my mind exactly uh number six make up your mind 
I don't know what this means. Make up your mind. And, oh, I see. It's when you're loading something. So say you're downloading. And, again, we have to deal with lots of files on computers. You're downloading something. And it's like, oh, uh, Angry Man, it'll only be three minutes. And then it's like three hours and 27 oh, yeah. minutes. And then yep. it's like 53 minutes. Like, well, okay, can I get up, go to the bathroom? Can I get up, go get a bag of chips, rip it down the side, clean up the chips, come back with some salsa that's crusted to the top of the jar and eat that? Or do I just have time to turn on the TV, fumble with the remote a few times before I come back? Which is it going to be? Because I have to plan out my time that is frustrating you're waiting there for a download and say two minutes spikes up to 25 minutes goes down to 15 minutes goes back up to 30 no be smarter computer and get the job done top five i like this one when somebody tells you about the song they can't get out of their head giving you the same song in your head the rest of the day oh it drives me nuts because <laughs> usually people listen to crappy music and i don't want to hear it I don't want to hear what you listen to unless it's Pearl Jam. I wish Sandos were here because he is of the same ilk that you are with music. You don't have very diverse tastes. You are setting your ways, and unless it's a very specific thing, you are not going to be into it. And unless even flow is on, I'm guessing you probably will not be into it. Correct. Um, empty or Sorry, full theater, and the people behind you don't stop talking. Oh! That does get me going. You go to the movies to enjoy it on the big screen and to be quiet and to watch the movie. And if there's people with their cell phones or talking, no, go outside. We don't want to hear what's going on in your life. We want to know what's going on in the movies. Now, Angry Man, do you still go to the theater? I have not been to a theater to see a movie in probably a year and a half. No, but it also, like, when you're at home and you're watching it with some people and all of a sudden they want to start (laughs) talking about the scene, no, we're watching the movie. We'll talk about it later. I need to pay attention. We'll pretend that you are just saying random people rather than the people that that's probably already targeted at. Okay, top three. Uh, When people use apostrophes in the wrong way and now – Angry Man, you have to be a master of correct grammar. You have to be a master of specific ways of doing things in the written word. So I imagine that when you see one of those maybe there versus there or the apostrophe is in an it's when, in fact, it's uh, possessive rather than uh, splitting it. It screws it up. It screws it up. And if you can't spell the simple words right. Don't use it. Don't use it. Exactly. Find another one. Yes. Uh, let's see. Number two, when the ruler you're using has a little gap in it and this happens. Okay, that's kind of funny. Now, again, I mean, this is not 1996, but it's a picture of a ruler where you're drawing a straight line and then there's like a little indent yeah, and you uh, go down, down in the yes, triangle yes, and you come yes. back up. That's one I remember from like, those days. Oh, that's one from like grade school for me, but that, that is funny. Uh, number one, and the winner is when your computer does not load things fast enough. That does make me really? mad. Yeah, I, I still really? think the remote. I still the think the, this list needs to Flip be inverted. To yes, one. this needs to be inverted. Oh, uh, man. I, it is. It drives me crazy, but I think part of what brings me back down to earth on this type of thing is realizing how far we've come, even in my lifetime and your lifetime, Angry Man. Now, in your lifetime, uh, the Internet was, has not always been a thing. My, mine either, but for most of my conscious life, So from like 1999 and on, it has been. I got a personal computer, a big desktop, massive tower computer that you needed like an entire room just for. But uh, it was a nice computer. Uh, It was what we could uh, do at the time. My family was never super well off, so I was just happy to have anything at all. And so it was a whole new world when we got it. Got the internet with AOL. It was dial-up. I I always had to be sure. uh, I I was about 11, 12 years old, and, and in the summers, my dad would, you know, go off to work, and he's like, all right, well, 
Just make sure everything's all right. You're doing well. I'm going to call you at noon. You know, make sure you're not on the internet. You know, you couldn't be yeah, on the exactly. internet. He'd get, get he get mad when I'm on the internet. Exactly. I'm just like, ah, Dan, sorry. I got caught up surfing the web. You know, and it, pages were taking forever to load because that's just how it went back in the day. But I, I think about those times and I look at where we are now where pages load in like, oh, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's like, like three seconds at most yeah. three seconds. You know, like every feature on the page better to load in three seconds. Yep. More often than not. Otherwise, we go away from it. More often than not, you can do like half a second, a second. Now, it, it also does help when you turn off the secure web browsing, when you yeah. just go non-secure. That just loads it in an instant. But to have a bit of perspective, step back and look at exactly where we are compared to where we were, that that cools me down a bit. Yeah, because it's funny because I have listened to sports talk a lot. Sure. And people are talking about back in the day. It's like you wouldn't know what a final score was in a sporting event until the next day. Right. Unless you'd call like a eight, nine hundred number to try to get a sports <laughs> score and whatnot. Oh, that was a thing. Like, back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Or like, you had to catch the 10 o'clock news and wait till like 1023, 1024 to see the sports report for a couple minutes to figure out what happened in the day of sports. But if you went to bed. You had to wait till the next day to open a paper up. Now you got Twitter, you got live stats, you got view the game on your phone. It is all great, but at times it can be very frustrating. And at times I wish we could revert back to the old ways where you have to wait till the next day to figure it out. Well, an extended angry man today. I'll leave you with one other thing. The Vikings are coming for that NFC North crown, buddy. Stop it, sidekick. You're foolish now. Stop that now. We know the Bears are 8-3 atop the NFC North, and everything's great. That's angry man. Thanks, angry man. Thanks, guys. We will talk to Angry Man next week when we are back. It is, let's see, Top 25, mid-major edition. We're transitioning out of football, of course, with the uh, Top 25 in the FCS, now in the rearview mirror, now going to basketball. It's full-on basketball season in Johnson City. Very exciting time for the women's and men's basketball teams. And when we're back after this break in the Van Wagner Buccaneer Sports Network, Trey Adams steps in with me to break down the mid-major Top 25 from College Insider. This is Sandos and the Sidekick. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. 
Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. Our mid-major top 25, we've got to break down what used to be our FCS top 25, but with ETSU football season over, we definitely no longer care about the FCS top 25. Trey Adams joining me down in studio with Jay Sandoz, having departed, oh, I'd say about 30 minutes ago for Statesboro, Georgia. I've been to Statesboro, Georgia, Trey Adams. I have not. I've been to Georgia plenty of times, but never to Statesboro. It's not exactly a destination, I don't think. Uh, That's where Georgia Southern is, and that's the team that hosts ETSU tonight. And since we talked about Georgia Southern and ETSU in segment one with Jay Sandoz, there has been a new mid-major top 25 release by College Insider. So some of the information that we talked about in segment one no longer valid in segment four of this Tuesday edition of Sandoz and the Sidekick. But we will adjust, won't we, Trey Adams? That's right. That is right. So we'll start with number one. Is it Okay, question. Is it Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Well, I certainly And just coming off this segment with Angry Man, I have to make sure to set everyone straight on the pronunciation because that was one of the things that got people angry in the Cracked.com article of the 31 things that get the normal everyday person furious. It is Gonzaga. It is not Gonzaga. There's no long A. So pronunciations being what they are, let's all go with the same thing. It's Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, not only are they ranked number one in the mid-major top 25, they also take the number one ranking in the AP top they 25. They did. So. Over Kansas, even though Kansas beats Tennessee. So I guess the voters valued the win over Duke, with Duke being the untouchable force that it apparently was, much more than the win over Tennessee, who some people may still think are fraudulent. Correct, Trey Adams? Yes. Uh, but I, I, you know, I do agree with the polls. I think that victory by the Bulldogs over Duke uh, is much more impressive than Kansas over Tennessee. Um, of course, 
coming off the Bulldogs coming off victory 102 to 60 over North Dakota State. Uh, Gino Crandall grad transfer for uh, from North, North Dakota out four to six weeks though with a hand injury. So we'll see what happens there in the next context. Taking on Creighton on Saturday. We move to number two, the Buffalo Bulls, number uh, five and zero. Oh, they're also ranked in the top 25. They are ranked 21st. Uh, C.J. Massenburg, among others, making the Bulls a perennial threat to win the MAC for a third time in four seasons. Uh, moving on to number three, the Belmont Bruins, a team from Nashville, five and zero. Oh, they're always a threat uh, in the mid-major poll. Now we move to number four, Furman, seven and zero. Oh. Furman ranked 28th in the AP poll. They received 20 or 72 votes. Excuse me. They've already got notable wins uh, against Loyola Chicago. Overtime win at Villanova. Great prediction, by the way, Mike Gallagher. Thank you. So next contest, uh, a little different this year. They're actually doing a couple of uh, Southern Conference games uh, in December. To try, I think it was trying to give an extra week. Uh, between the end of the season and the, the tournament. So they're playing Western Carolina on Saturday. Matt Rafferty and Jordan Lyons among some of the best players in the Southern Conference. And speaking of Southern Conference, another team that should be a favorite, uh, UNC Greensboro, the Spartans. Uh, they, they lost in close early season matchup with LSU, but a bunch of those guys are making the case for UNCG to repeat as Southern Conference champions. Next contest at Kentucky on Saturday. Huge opportunity for the Spartans to pick up a major victory on the road. So moving on to number six, BYU uh, sitting at five and two. Uh, number seven, another SOCON team, Wofford four and two. They defeated South Carolina uh, Monday night, 81 to 61, 20 point victory. And they also took another Carolina team to the brink at home, lost to North Carolina, 78 to 67. And they are the next, uh, ETSU's opponent on Saturday, so a uh, big chance for the Bucks to beat a very good Wofford team. Yeah, uh, let, let, let's stop there, too, because I want to point out, firstly, that there are three SoCon teams in the top seven of that mid-major poll, and I thought you were going to ask off the top, why is Gonzaga a mid-major team? And that's something we asked Russell Steinberg earlier this year when we were doing our college basketball preview, and he just said, you know, it's how we've always done it. We have conversations about that a lot. You can't exclude the rest of the WCC uh, just because, you know, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are usually so good. We include everybody in there, and it all makes sense, but three of the top seven being SoCon teams, especially notable because number one is Gonzaga, the number one team of the country as well. I, I mean, firm has been spectacular so far. Uh, the win over uh, Villanova, the win over Loyola, those are big. Uh, they were taken right down to it by Gardner-Webb right after beating Loyola, a bit of a letdown game, but still got the victory, and it's how you close, right? They were able to close out that win against Gardner-Webb, 88-86, to 40-point win over North Greenville, uh, Southern Wesley, and UNC Asheville. Outside of Loyola and Villanova, there haven't been a tremendous amount of top-tier teams, but you're going to catch eyes when you're able to beat those two teams. And it hasn't just been the horses that you thought it would be coming in. Uh, obviously, Matt Rafferty and Jordan Lyons, but uh, Clay Mounts is averaging 12 a game. Uh, you've, you've seen a number of guys step up. Noah Gurley's had some good games. Andrew Brown, so uh, and Brown has only played two, but uh, guys that with Brown out have also uh, filled in roles. It's been that bit of a next-man-up mentality. Uh, UNCG, I mean, we know them so well. Francis Alonzo averaging 20 per game. Uh, you've got uh, Kyren Galloway, who's averaging 15 a game. So, I mean, they're very deep, certainly UNCG. Isaiah Miller, I know I'm not high on him. You know that as well, Trey Adams. But Isaiah Miller averaging 14 off the bench. I think they're finishing outside the top two in the Southern Conference this year. And right now, I'm still very steadfast in that prediction, simply because 
Furman has jumped up and been as good as they have been. We, we know that Wofford is going to be a team with Fletcher McGee that's going to be right there. That seems like a definite. McGee's only averaging right now 17 per game, and he's 28 of 75 from outside, which is 37%, only 38% from the field in general. So I think that the two-point shooting has certainly been what's let him down a bit. He's shooting pretty much what he is inside the arc as he is outside the arc, but 75 of his 101 shots have come from outside. And then Nathan Hoover and Cameron Jackson are flanking him. And as you mentioned, I mean, the fact that you have that game Saturday against Wofford, and you pointed out as well that each of these teams has at least one signature victory. I'm not sure if you would count a conference win over Wofford as a signature victory for ETSU, but to be able to beat the number seven team in the mid-major poll early on in the season would definitely catch some eyes. And ETSU, it's not like they don't have more chances for signature wins before the uh, conference season is here in full force tonight against Georgia Southern and then at Illinois on December 15th. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, and I agree with you. I think Gonzaga should – I think they should uh, be graduated from the mid-majors to an actual college basketball powerhouse. And, and I also agree. I think Furman has been the surprise of the season so far in college basketball. Uh, we move on to number eight, Lipscomb, sitting at 5-1 and one right now. And at number nine, Loyola Chicago, of course, they come off that unbelievable final four-year uh, last year, uh, they their most recent game they lost seventy eight sixty six to Boston College. Their other loss coming against Furman, uh, but they've got Clayton Custer, Cameron Krutwig, uh, Custer preseason player of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference, and Chicago, Loyal Chicago uh, definitely the preseason number one in the Missouri Valley to win the conference and make another trip to the NCAA tournament. Number ten, uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, sitting at five and two right now. Number eleven a team always a good in college basketball a mid-major powerhouse in Murray State sitting at number 11 3-0 and uh, ETSU's opponent uh, Tuesday night tonight Georgia Southern 5-0 and they defeated Montana by three who is 13th in the mid-major poll Sunbelt preseason number two Tukey Brown first team preseason Ike Smith uh, they've got a lot of good players, and uh, of course, the Bucks defeated Georgia Southern last season, uh, 79-59. So they're hoping to get a second straight win tonight. Yeah, and something we talked about earlier in the show, like we said, no longer the case, where Georgia Southern was right around Georgia State in that mid-major poll, and we were kind of comparing the two teams, and hopefully for ETSU, comparing a loss versus a victory coming over these three weeks with that Georgia State defeat earlier in the season. They've dropped all the way down to number 20, not to steal your thunder tray, but Georgia Southern climbing in the poll to uh, five spots to number 12, where Georgia State has gone the other way, uh, now four and two, moving down four spots. So still, I think, even a, a better predictor then, if you're um, you know looking at tonight as a game that could be a measuring stick uh, with Georgia Southern moving up, I mean, then you're even happier with the result tonight, uh, especially considering you started the season against Georgia State with that six-point loss. One thing about South Dakota State I wanted to touch on, uh, a couple of surprises early on. They've had two losses that I don't think people necessarily saw coming, 84-78 uh, to 78 against Florida Gulf Coast back on November 16th. And then in the opener of the Gulf Coast Showcase, you lose to Tulane, 84-80. to 80. And a couple of 
tight games, certainly. Uh, Tulane, you know, perhaps that's a team that uh, I don't think South Dakota State will feel tremendously terrible losing to. But uh, still, a couple early losses. That's why you've seen them slide down the polls. Everyone's huge on them this year. Mike Daum is still averaging 24 a game and 10 rebounds as well. So it's not like he's let down the Jackrabbits. And David Jenkins, someone that isn't talked about a lot because Daum is there, but he's putting up 21 a contest and getting a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists as well. And what they're doing really well, and this is something that won't get talked about a lot, I think, amongst basketball circles because it's kind of a, a taken-for-granted type thing, but we mentioned earlier in the show about ETSU women's basketball. They can't hit their free throws. Well, South Dakota State is hitting at a 78% clip. They're also 43% from outside the arc. So the fact that they're down to 10th, and if some people will put up some red flags and say, oh, South Dakota State, what's going on? I wouldn't worry about it a whole lot. Yeah, a couple of losses I'm sure they'd like to have back, but close games, one of them against a Tulane team that – I'm not sure where people would put in comparison to South Dakota State, but uh, definitely a team in more of a what conference are they? The American, I think. So obviously in basketball, a conference that uh, has a, a bit of clout. I, I mean, I'm not sure if it's in that Power Five conversation, but a bit of clout um, as opposed to how they perform in football. So uh, Mike Dom, David Jenkins, I think they're going to be all right. They also have Skylar Flatten. Gotta love that. That's Four, a great name. 14 points per game as well. They're averaging 83 per contest. So I, I don't think it's a time where you start jumping off the South Dakota State bandwagon if you're a Jackrabbits fan, but certainly uh, they would like to have those two games back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to number 13, of course, we talked about it just a few minutes ago, Montana, number 13, sitting at 4-1. and one. And, Mike, is it 1989? Has Paul Westhead reincarnated wow. and moved back to Los Angeles? Because Loyola Marymount's uh, 14th, 7-0. and oh. What a great start to the well, year. Well, firstly, is Paul Westhead, is he dead? No, he, he okay. So he can't no. reincarnate if he's <laughs> if he's still alive. <laughs> well, it reincarnated back to the eighties and and got the uh, the Lions playing very well so well, far. Well, I think fair to ask right now who's the better Loyola? I mean, Loyola Chicago four and two, and Loyola Marymount is seven and zero. Oh. I mean, what do you want? You know, I, I would give the edge to Loyola Chicago. Ah. The the seven and zero oh start for Loyola Marymount. Impressive. It's, it is impressive. They really haven't had as difficult opponents as Loyola Chicago. Blah, but blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Moving on to another West Coast Conference team, and another team that always uh, is around the conversation come March is St. Mary's sitting at 5-1 and one and 15th. They actually uh, jumped into – actually, no, they fell from – fourth to 15th in the latest poll. Yeah, three early losses, and people have been a bit down on them this year. Again, someone that's usually in the conversation of, and much like you see in this mid-major poll, um, should they even be in it, right? And we talked about that a little bit. But with three early losses, I think some of the naysayers are being uh, fulfilled a bit in their naysaying. Um, certainly difficult if you're 500 at this point in the year with back-to-back-to-back losses against Utah State. Now, number 15, Mississippi State. They actually almost jumped up and uh, beat Mississippi State, 61-57. to 57. And then Harvard, who's always got – is Tommy Amaker still there? I think Tommy Amaker's still he is, there. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> – scandals aside in terms of academics, which is hilarious uh, because it's at Harvard, but uh, only lost to them by six. They're always uh, very solid in the Ivy League. So, yeah, three consecutive losses is going to drop 11 spots. Certainly they will be back, but I feel like some of the people that have said they're going to have a down season are patting themselves on the back right now. I agree. Uh, number 16, Toledo. They actually jump in the top 25 this week. Five and one, great start for the Rockets. Uh, number seventeen, UC Irvine, six and one. They fell a couple of spots from fifteenth to seventeenth, but they should be one of the favorites in the Big West Conference. Number eighteen, Bradley, six and one. They also jumped in the top twenty-five after not being ranked 
the week before another uh, Missouri Valley team that will challenge Loyola Chicago for that conference championship. And right behind them, also another Missouri Valley team that could play a factor in Loyola Chicago making a second straight tournament run is Illinois State. Uh, Five and two and nineteenth. They fell a couple spots. They've lost a couple games early this season, but expect them to be a player come March. Uh, number twenty, Georgia State ETSU's first opponent of the year. They are sitting at four and two right now, falling off a couple spots. They were the preseason favorite for the Sun Belt, and it should be an interesting battle between Georgia State and Georgia Southern uh, come March and for that conference championship. I'm wondering with the next team in the poll, when is Wilt Chamberlain walking through the door to defeat <laughs> San Francisco? What the year Dons. Is this now? What year is this? Defending national champion San Francisco from like 1957. Wilt Chamberlain was needed with Kansas to knock off uh, San Francisco, but undefeated early in the year. Uh, you want Wilt Chamberlain back so San Francisco can realize their place in the basketball that's, world. That's right. I, you know, the West Coast Conference is probably the biggest surprise of the 2018 season so far. Would you agree? Uh, I don't know if I'd call them a surprise simply because they are, once again, flanked by Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you look at the other teams that, I mean, BYU people were kind of into as well. And Loyola Marymount, you know, I mean, there's it's not a surprise because you're always going to have the top-end horses. But in terms of top to bottom, I think that you may be onto something because it's not just a two-horse league. It doesn't look like. Again, you're right. I mean, we're going to figure it out more as the non-conference season goes along as we get into conference play. Is the West Coast Conference going to get more than two bids? Uh, I think not. I think that Gonzaga and St. Mary's are still the favorites in the league, but certainly it is eye-popping to look up and down the mid-major pole and see five teams from the West Coast Conference. Uh, Usually you'll just see the two. Yeah, they're stacked from top to bottom, it seems like. So that should be an interesting uh, thing to watch uh, come tournament time. Uh, Number 22, Harvard. uh, They've had some pretty good years in the last couple years. Not a great start to the season so far. 3-3, they dropped from 12th to 22nd. Uh, Moving on to 23, Louisiana also 3-3. They stay in the same position. Charleston, number 24, uh, 5-2. They jump up a spot from 25th to 24th and rounding out the top 25. Stony Brook. Stony Brook, 5-1, unranked the American East. ETSU baseball, Joe Panucci's Stony Brook team. Well, a basketball team, of course, not baseball team, but he'll be happy to see them in the mid-major poll and uh, hopefully ETSU baseball, once spring does come around, will find themselves in mid-major baseball polls around the nation, if they do exist. I'm not sure if they do, but we can hope. That's right. You know, I don't know. It's always tough to find top 25 polls for the non-major sports yeah. like baseball and volleyball and stuff like that. We'll keep so. looking. Thank you, Trey Adams. Thank you. I'm Mike Allier. This has been Sandos and the Sidekick. Jay Sandos was with us early. Then we had Angry Man. It was a plethora of topics. ETSU men's basketball, women's basketball, the mid-major poll, along with some anger. Join us again tomorrow when Jay's back with us on the Buccaneer Sports Network. <laughs> <laughs>